Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share. Apologies for starting a little late for those who are tuning in. We have and we just finished Kaddish now. of Amir's Kaddish, the finishing of saying Kaddish is extremely significant, of course. Many feel a break. Many feel that they've been disconnected from the person the saying Kaddish for Chazashon. It's 11 months. And one says Kaddish for 11 months, they say Kaddish for a person, for a neshama. We don't say Kaddish for a person, we mourn a person's death in its own way, because the person, a human being, has the human feelings. But in essence, we don't mourn death Unfortunately, we don't know how to celebrate death. But we understand that at this point in time, the Nisham is where it really belongs. The Nisham is happy to be back to where its original source is, where it comes from. And the Nisham is now elevated and purified over the months, the 11 months, three times a day Kaddish was recited. Even if sometimes a child himself cannot say the Kaddish, but it's replaced with somebody, if they ask somebody to say for them, the Nishama, 11 months to three times a day, is purified and elevated so that it can now reach and enjoy the highest places in Shemayim in Akia. This week is Pasha's Tobas. Today, of course, we know was the second day of Rishchidish Cheshvan. Rishchidish Cheshvan is always two days. We had mentioned many times mentioned many times that there's a very interesting halacha on the first day of Ashkhedishun one cannot say Musaf Balpeh and the reason is because it's sixty days since they recited Musaf on Ashkhedish because the last time was Akhedish El since in Rosh Hashanah they did not say the Musaf Rishkhedish the Rishkhedish Musaf have a cup thank you so the Musaf therefore the person is not Shogar Bafiv it's not clear in the person's memory So therefore the person therefore we're not allowed to say uh that particular Shmanesi. Khadish Khajman we discussed already many times as well. It's called Khadish Bull. And we discussed the reasons and ramifications for it. We also discussed that Chedish Chedjan is a yamta without any, is a month without any yom tevim in it. And therefore it's referred to as Mar Chedjan.
Neich built a teva. Neich was ish tzadik. Tom Hoybederesov. It's unlimited. The amount of discussion that discusses that. Let's begin though. Apostle Eila Tildes Neach Neach Ish Tzadik. We'll translate the words. These are the Tildes, the children of Neach. And the Tildes continues to say Neach Ish Tzadik. Now, how random is that? You want to tell me, Eila, tell this Neach, these are the children of Neach. Tell me the children of Neach's names. Tell me who the children are. You're not answering, you're not continuing what you're saying. Eila, tell this Neach, Neach is Tzadik. We know the children of Neach, Hashem Chavin Yafes. So why did the Pasuk Continue the words Ela till this Neach. These are the children of Neach. With the words Neach is Sadik. Rashi has two explanations. One explanation he says, Hail the Hiskiru Sipur Bishvachi. Since they mentioned and they told about his praise, Shenema says Zechet Sadik Levracha. That he was a Sadik. So one of the actual offsprings of Neach, their children is Taka Shem Chamin Yafes, like the Pasuk is going to tell us later, but here Neach, Shlei Shabonim Hashem is Chamin Yafes. And the fact And the fact and the fact that it says that he was East Sadiq rather than mentioning his name, this is because when we mention that Sadiq we have to mention right away his praise. And he's praiseworthy for being a tzaddik. Another explanation Rashi tells us to teach us that the main offspring of a tzaddik are his good deeds. Nayach ish tzaddik. These are the offsprings of Nayach because we said the main offspring that a tzaddik produces are his good deeds and his righteousness. We know, and we've mentioned many times, that Rashi, on his explanation on Teda, always has a lesson. Let's try to bring one or two lessons. The Teldus of Neach. The two explanations that we just mentioned. The children, the offspring of Neach, who was a tzaddik. Which is the children of each and every Jew. Because every Jew, as the nation is called, the Amech, Kulam, Tzaddikim. The Jewish nation, we are all referenced as Tzaddikim as righteous. And therefore, when we talk about the children, we're referring to all the children of the Jewish nation. 
Rashi in his two explanations here, Eilatel is Neach is Sadik, gives two general lessons to us. How we need to raise our children. The Tildis Tzadik. Make sure our children are Tzadikim righteous. Yiddish children, Yiddish kinder, and of course, self understood that we're referring to the Jewish children. And this, of course, this lesson is basically directed at the Jewish women, the mothers of the children, because they are the ones that ultimately are the foundation of raising the children, of education, educating the children. And of course, the mothers. The first lesson, the raising of children as small as they may be, needs to be in such a way when a name of a tzaddik is mentioned, the children should be in awe. Wow! That tzaddik! And immediately talk about how, how righteous the tzaddik is, how he behaves, how he serves God, etc., so much so that Tomim Haya, he was actually a complete tzaddik. And because he did it so completely, and all his life, not just when he was davening, when he was learning, when he was eating, when he was drinking, etc., but everything, his entire essence, was pure and devoted and dedicated to God's service. So when I hear the mention of that tzaddik, I should be, my breath should be taken away from it. Just thinking how righteous, how special, how great that tzaddik is. Second lesson, when we raise a child, it needs to be in such a way, they should feel that the main reason that they whole existence the reason that their parents put into them their mice and tevim and their everything else that they have what is the whole riches of their parents the fact that the children are doing what they're supposed to do and continuing their good deeds this upbringing brings about the children will behave in a good way both between the Ebishta and the person the Adam Lamakim and between Adam Lachavedai and the person and his fellow person. And especially when their upbringing from their parents Therefore, they will know that the ultimate mitzvah of Kabbalah Zavichavasimach that they have, the respect for their parents, will be in the fullest level. Therefore, this brings about Ben Adam Lachavedeh and Adam Lamokim. And especially, as we said, Kibbidavaim, which is one of the Ten Commandments. And they wish to give on Har Sinai. This will also bring about, of course, that the entire family, the father, the mother, the children, will be one, will be united. They'll live one spirit at home. And they'll all go in the same path, in the path of Tere Semes, which was given to us on Hasinai. So this, in essence, is the first lesson that we take from Tere Neach. How the children need to be raised. To understand the concept of tzaddik. 
and to understand the concept of complete, and to understand how they need to be good people. Generally, the name of the Parsha teaches us about the Parsha, gives us the a gist of what the Parsha is all about. we got a little problem here, though. The Parsha is talking about horrible things. The people were not behaving. Nayak had to build a teva. There was a flood. Everyone on the earth died, except for the people in the teva and the animals in the teva. Then we talk about the Der HaFloga. Again, a generation that came to fight against God. Really? Seriously? And you want to call this parasha Noyach? Russian of Menucha? Of peace, of rest? I mean, it doesn't fit. How is it possible that you refer, make reference to all the ongoings in this week's Pasha and you call it Menucha, Neach. And we talk about the Mabel and we reference the Mabel as Mei Neach, the waters of Neach. It gives us another major question. Neach again, meaning Menucha, tranquility, peace, Calmness. Where did these marble waters come as kind anywhere good anywhere near this? They destroyed everything that existed in the world. They destroyed every living creature, every growing tree animal any tree or vegetation or anything else was destroyed. The entire appearance of the world was revamped. So where does that come off to be labeled as Menucha? But the truth is, Taylor does not make mistakes. And the name Neach comes to teach us the inner essence of behind the scenes of all these problems. Although the Dera Flogger, the Mabel, all these things were not exactly calming events, but through them we experience now the Nachas Ruach, the Menucha, the Nachas Ruach, known as Naicha the Rucha. The Mabel, the flood, purified the entire land. And obviously made it boundlessly greater than it was before the flood. And the Medish tells us that when Neach came out of the Teva, he saw a new world. It was a whole new world. It was at a different level now. It was raised up to a whole different level. Pasik tells us the Deiris Elam that at a perpetual level, Hakadish Baruchu makes a pact with Neach. So in that case, the sum of this whole story is beautiful. It's May Neach. It's waters that brought about Menucha in the world, brought about calmness and peace. Because 
the world was a new world then. This ultimately is the Kavana Panimius. This is the true intention. Anytime we come about, come across hardships, challenges, tests that we go through in our life, trials, tribulations, even though they are not positive, they are causing grief, they cause anguish, they cause hurt. They make you cry. They confuse you. And you wonder. And you second guess. And you turn and you turn back and you turn forth. And you say, maybe it's all a mistake. Maybe I, did do maybe I never did anything. Maybe I never had anything. Because look at the end result. It doesn't look good. Or, the, or where I'm holding now doesn't look good. Deep down in each and every one of these turmoils is the good of God. In the schus of all the hardships that we go through, ultimately good turns out. When the person stands up against this, and the person conquers all its doubts, and the person overcomes all its problems and issues, the person manages and succeeds on elevating all these sparks that need to be brought about. Not only elevates the sparks, but makes the sparks into something good. Makes the sparks into something holy. And these sparks ultimately help them in Avedis Hashem. And because everything is through Siyat Dishmaya, therefore everything brings out an end result that we see is good because this is how Hashem wanted it. The time of the year that we read Parshas Neach is also understood from this. We just finished the holidays, the Yom Tevim. All the Yom Tevim of Chedesh Tishrei. And we now return into mundane weekdays. And when a Jew leaves the holy month of Tishrei, the seventh month, which is a rich month, Shvi, Lashon Seveya, Muzba, satisfies us. and goes back into the mundane world, they fall into what's called the Mayim Rabim, the many overflowing waters. The Mayim Rabim, the flowing waters of Tirdesapanasa, of how a person is going to make a living now, it's back to the grind, back to the regular work day and all the other ongoing things in this world. And so many things that we were taking for granted throughout the month of Tishrei, because we felt so close to God, and although we were deprived of whatever we wanted in the physical world, to see or to be with, now we return to the regular world, where we need to continue and persevere. comes Pashas Neach and gives us a great awakening. Do not fear the waters. Do, <laughs> I'd love to tell the people in Mexico and Florida that now. Do not feel the, fear the waters of troubles. The Mayim Rabin cannot. The Shalim HaMelech says, Mayim Rabin la The great waters cannot extinguish the love. 
The love is unconditional and therefore it can never be extinguished. It's a burning flame. And you can turn the whole concept of the of the flood, the whole concept of the most severe and hard pains, and you could turn it into meinach, calming and pleasant. How we see in the pasha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Neach, Boy El HaTeva. Come to the Teva. We've spoken many times, we said the explanation of the Balshem HaKadosh. Teva is also means a word. Come to the words of Teira and Tefillah. Attach yourself to them. If you'll do this, not only will you be saved of the waters of the flood, you will make them into Meineach, into Nachas Ruach. And therefore all the troubles of Parnassah and all the worldly involvements can then become sanctified and be brought to a higher level in Avedis Hashem. If a person applies it properly, and they apply this Yat the way it should, it can have the perfect effect. The perfect effect on others and the perfect effect on themselves. And this is how a person needs to live. Don't get confused, don't get blinded by the words of the Eight Sahara. Don't get blinded by the worldly issues and problems. Take them head on. Through Amuna, through belief, and attaching ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then we will see the good, the ultimate good, will come about on its own. The water settled. And when the water settled, Kadesh Baruch tells Neach after the Yaina returns with the branch, Go out. Now, ultimately, you immediately come up with a question. You just told me Bayalateva means come to the words of Teda. Come to the words of Tvila. And now you're telling me, say, go out? What's going on here? But he's not telling himself to go out. Ato, ishtecho, vanecho, shevanecho itoch. Your sons, your wife, daughters in law. And kol hachaya sheditoch. We call bosra ba'if ba'ima. Cholarimus heremus haloretz. Everything out. Um, not recommended to try at home. But take an animal, say a squirrel, whose tendency is to run around, needs to be in a free, free roaming free, and encage it. Put it in a cage. That squirrel will go stir-crazy. It will bang off the walls of the cage like you've never seen. Take, actually, even a monkey. They do the same. (laughs) I would say take a human being. You don't want to do that. The person also doesn't want to be locked in the box. No one wants to be. Many people suffer from claustrophobia. Whatever that is. However it affects the person. Don't try it at home. 
it's not something I recommend that you want to see if you have it or not. No. I ask you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Nayach as the Yena returns that the water has subsided. Why was there not a major cry out, we're breaking out, we're getting out of here. Yishayahu, the Navi describes the time of Mashiach. Keves im Ze'ev, etc. The wolf will dwell with the lamb, the leopard with the young goat, and ultimately, Yelit Cotton, Nar Cotton, a small child would lead them. Within the Teva, they experienced that very, very feeling. Because let's get real, every animal was there. How did they not devour one another while they were there? They weren't there for, for a half hour. They were there for a very long time. The animals coexisted totally peacefully. An entire year stuck in this box and they were able to coexist peacefully. They didn't have animal trainers, they didn't have a staff taking care of them, they had the lone Nayach and his family. And they maintained all the animals and took care of all their needs. you got to understand, you got to feed these animals. How much food could you have possibly taken on this ship? On the ark. This is oh, every animal, every species on the ship. Whoops. What were they? How were they able to exist like that? How are they able to coexist in such a fashion? Therefore, Hasidus explains that the peace brought about between, amongst all the dwellers of the Ark all the occupants of the Ark was brought about by extreme divine revelation. And this was comparable to the revelation of Mashiach. This remarkable feeling, God's presence, overwhelmed the animals and just changed their nature. And therefore the most ferocious animals stayed away from their prey and actually stayed peaceful with them. And therefore Rashi explains the word Hitzei. Bring out. First it's Semen But then Hitzei. Bring out. It is written Hitzei with a Vav. But it's read Hayitzei. Hayatzeh means tell them they should come out. Hayatzeh means if they don't want to, you pull them out. Hayatzeh is convince them to come out. According to Rashi, when the land was finally dry and livable again, and the time came to leave the confines of the ark, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Neach he might have to remove the animals forcefully.
Honesty. An animal cooped up for a year's time and finally the door opens up and it doesn't want to run for its life? It was attacked the opposite. In the cramped conditions of this ark, the animals were given a taste of the time of Mashiach. And this peace, this tranquility, was so overwhelming that even an animal understood it. And even an animal would not want to walk away from it. So Haitse, coach them, convince them they need to leave the ark. First two Pashas of the Teda. We read last week Pashas Bereshis, this week Pashas Noyach. Are basically talking about one essence. They both talk about the creation of the world and the existence. Pashas Bereshis, of course, told us about the actual creation. And Pashas Noyach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu swears, makes, takes an oath, and commits that the world will exist. And never again will he bring a marble. Tsunami or two, but not a marble. These two parshas, therefore, are the epitome of what keeps the world creation. Pash Bereshis tells us how the world was created and everything was full and complete. And all done through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Talks about the creation of the world, completion of the creation, etc. Then we switch gears and we enter the Pasha's Nayach. And we hear, of course, how the people bring about the destruction of the world, the demolition of the world. But ultimately, through the tshuva, it brings a whole new light into the world. And on this new light, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes a pact and guarantees and promises the world will exist. And never again will this be subjected. The Shleimah Sa'ilam, the fullness of the world, the way we see it through HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was created through HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there was no right or left. It was one straight path. If the person completes God's want, good. If they don't and they stray, they lose the merit of existence. And in Pashbereshis Vayera Hashem Kiraba Ra's Adam, at the end of the Pasha tells us how Khadish Baruch saw that the majority of the people were not behaving. I'm going to wipe them out. Period. End of story. Exclamation mark. So from Pashbereshis we learned Hashem created a perfect world. And everyone needed to fit the perfect mold. And should you not, in any which way, form or fashion, if should you deviate from that path, kaput, you're done. Pashas Nayak tells us, hold on. A new approach, a new fashion. A person can achieve within themselves by going searching within their inner self and finding their inner self, finding the source for everything that they do and feel. The person can then 
control their destiny in essence. Therefore, the same hands, as the Gemara says, Apesh also, Apesh Hitr. The mouth that caused to be prohibited can permit and hereby by doing tshuva and by finding our source and by finding our inner strength and by finding where and why we are doing what we are doing we are now in control so therefore Pasha's Neach, in essence, brings about a whole new level, at a greater, greater level than before. As we say, that there was a bris, a krisis bris, that was made between HaKadosh Baruch and the world. Where HaKadosh Baruch said, that I will make sure that everything is going to run perfectly now. And we see it through the rainbow, which the rainbow, the Abisha presented as a pact to remind us of the bris, of the pact that he took with us. And this ultimately shows us the great pleasure that we caused HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through purifying and through elevating. And if you look and you think into the names that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls the creations and when it comes to Nayakh It was done al Shem Elikim. Elikim is the Seberashis Bara Elikim. The name of God that was used is Elikim. And it's mentioned 32 times throughout creation. Shem Elikim. As we know, Shem Elikim is Gematria Hateva which is the nature, which is that everything should see and seem that is done through nature. But we see that Neach, the Pasuk says, Neach Motzachein Vashem. Neach found favor in Hashem in Yudke Vovke, not Shem Elikim. Teva, Nature has boundaries, has limitations. Shemavaya, which is Erelaki, which has no boundaries. So the creation of the world itself, revealed in the world, only the, the holiness, the Kedusha, which is within the realm of Shemelakim. Whereas the person comes along, and the person now involves themselves in doing what they have to do in this world and they are the ones that are represented by Noyach and they reveal in the world Shem Havaya, Shem Yudke Vovke a light, a never-ending light of God we see as we spoke before Pashas Beresh is always read in the month of Tishrei Pashas Nayach always in the month of Cheshvan. Pashas Bereshis is always in the week where the Yom Tevim are still relevant, whereas Pashas Nayach is in a week before and after Pashas Nayach are regular, simple work weekdays, known as Mar Cheshvan. Pashas Nayach therefore tells us and proves to us how the complete and the completion of the creation of the world came about 
dafka through the Aveda of the person. And by taking the mundane world and elevating it into Kedusha, through this, ultimately, we can reveal the actual reason and the inner reason of God's creation of the world. The story is told of the Rebbe Marash. He once asked his driver to randomly take him to an inn. The Rebbe Marash came into the inn with two children were sitting there. Their parents were not there. Says with the mama, the mama gang came. She went to the shop. And with the tata, he went out to work for a little bit. He'll be back soon. So the Rebbe said, "Zag mekindelach, tell me, children, can you read Hebrew? Do you know the olive base?" They said, "Of course." And this one brought a chumash, and this one brought a sefer, and they talking, they're learning with the Rebbe. The Rebbe said, "Kindelach, kum lomazag tilim tzavim." Let's say tilim together. And they sat down to say tilim together. It was the most beautiful sound. And they sat till him for several minutes. And the Rebbe said, Okay. The Rebbe got up to leave and he stopped and he said, Wait, 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 wait. Come back. And he sat down again and he continued saying till him with them. The interim, the mother came in. And as the mother came in, she heard what was going on. So she went around. They shouldn't see her. She didn't want to disturb. But the sound was so, so heart-rendering and so beautiful. She was standing there crying like a baby. Garnished. Finally the Rebbe said, Okay. Zayt kizun kinalach. Put back on his belts and he left. The mother came out. She was still wiping her tears and said, what was it? Who was this? Kinlach said, we don't know. He looked like a very holy yid. He came in and wanted to say, tell him with us. Okay. And they waited an hour for the father to come home. And two and three and it got dark. And now they started to worry. Where is father? They fell asleep. In the middle of the night, pitch dark. They hear banging on the door. Open up, let me in. Open up, it's me. It's father. And they run to the door. And they let in the father. And he collapses on the floor. Finally, they give him, they wake him up. And he's sitting on a chair, he's drinking. Stam, I would imagine, a cup of tea. I imagine a little bit of vodka was in it. And they said, Tata, what happened to you? And he said, I went to one of the farms to collect rent. And the farmer says, Suda, come. I have money in the barn. I followed him out to his field. As we entered the barn, the farmer locked the door and gave me a zetz. He sent me flying. Before I could understand, before I can catch myself, he had me tied like a chaza, my hands and my feet. And he says, ha, <laughs> I'll show you how I'm going to pay you today. Let me get my axe and a collision is learn. I didn't know what to do. I started to cry, to beg, and to plead. My wife, my children. Cry today till tomorrow. Nobody's hearing you. The violin, he looked right, he looked left, he looked up, he looked down, he couldn't find the axe. He says, ah, the axe must be in my house. I'm going to go get the axe. He says, ties him to the get to a post. 
And he says, don't go anywhere. <laughs> and he goes to get his axe. And he locks the door of the barn. A few seconds later, he's sitting there, he's crying and screaming. The barn door opens up. It's the farmer's wife. And she says, I don't know what to tell you. I can't believe what he's doing here. She sees him tied up. She says, I would let you go, but, but he'll know it was me. And he'll kill me instead. So the chassid said, the yid said, don't worry about it. Untie me and get back out to the field. And then, a few minutes afterwards, when he comes into the barn, come walking in, kill you didn't know anything, and say, who? Why are you screaming? What happened? And I'll never suspect it was you. No. Save a person's life. Save a husband from killing. She unties him. And she runs back out to the field. And he, she says to him before she leaves, Slushne, listen to me. Don't be a tippish. If you're going to start running through the fields now, he'll look for you. He'll find you. Hide in the haystacks over here. And he'll look and look and look through the field and he won't see you anywhere. He'll give up on you. So the Yid followed her advice. And he jumped into the haystacks, he says. And I jumped into the haystacks. And the man came out furious, screaming and yelling. And the wife came running from the field. What happened? What happened? And he got really angry and he started to chop away at the, the, the haystacks and chop away at the walls, chop away at everything. Where could that Jew be? Apparently he gave up. I waited till nightfall, just an hour ago, and I ran for my life. I said, what time was this? And they discovered that the time that the Rebbe was saying till him with them was when he, the woman came in and untied him. When the guy was looking for the axe, couldn't find it actually. And then the woman came in and untied him. And then, when he was in danger again in the haystack, where he was chopping away at the haystacks, so again the Rebbe started to say till him, and that ultimately saved his life. So we don't know what we're up against. As this person had no idea what was happening to him, what was going to ultimately save him, how could he possibly save? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu had everything in the plan. Taylor tells us an interesting parsha. Well, we've <laughs> in my house, of course, not of course, but we have a tradition annually certain stories Madrashim that we repeat and we've said it on, on many of the shirim, you can go back to all the shirim of Pashas Neach on the site and you will you can hear over the story the Madrash tells us the explanation of this Pasuk and what happened here if you want to hear the Madrash you go back onto the sites Nayach came out and he planted this vineyard and he drank from the wine he got drunk and he became he was revealed in his tent after the Mabel Nayach plants a vineyard drinks from the wine it was very strong he got drunk and he was not he was immodest in his tent tells the Tera that Chom came in, who ultimately is Avi Kanan, and saw his father's immodesty. He told his brothers, and the two brothers, Shem and Yofes, took a garment, walked in backwards, not looking at their father, and they covered him. Ufneem achiranis verva Pasik says, Vayelchu, 
Achiranis, Vayichasu Aserva Savim, Ufleim Achiranis. Twice did he say they went backwards. So we learn from the, te- the Pasuk. Taylor wants to teach us. Taylor wants to teach us something here. Special with the fact that they did not see their father's immodesty. It says already twice that they went in backwards. So we understood, obviously, they didn't look. But the Taylor wants to stress something else. Something that we don't understand on our own, the fact that they went in backwards. We know from the Taylor's of Hashem when a person sees something bad about another person, this is because they themselves suffer from this very same illness. Mishapanam Nikim, someone who's clean, doesn't see bad, the evil, in another person. When they see dirt on another person, it's because they themselves have that dirt within themselves. Because everything is Ashkacha Pratis. So the person himself was clean, would be clean from any kind of, or this particular evil, he would not see it in others. Mishemayim, from heaven they show the person the bad of another person which is a bad that they themselves have. Why? To take, tell the person to wake up and smell the coffee. And then the person can fix their own soul. So the question of course becomes, how do I know that this that I saw by another person that HaKadosh Baruch showed me is to fix, out some, fix something within me. Maybe, it came, maybe I see it so that I can fix it by the other person. After all, Taylor says, Pasuk, very clearly, you must reprimand your friend. So maybe that's why I saw this, so that I should be able to reprimand him. And the answer is, if the whole purpose would be to fix this other person, you would not see the person's actual bad. You would see that the person has something they needs to fix. And you would stress that, get your act together. But the mere fact that you saw bad, you saw something evil in this person, that's because the bad is within you yourself. And this is what the tale is coming to teach us from the story of the behavior of the children of Neach. Chum was a bad person. Therefore, ultimately, Davi Kenan. And therefore, Vayar. He saw the immodesty of his father. Because this was within his soul, same way. He saw the bad and the evil by his father as well. Shame and Yafas, they were clean from this. They only saw something needed to be fixed. But the actual improperness they did not see. And the lesson from this is that a Jew needs to see only good in a fellow Jew. And if Chas Shalom person needs something to fix, they should only see that the person needs something to be fixed but not see something bad. Ka'al is so much more so not to tell this to other people. Because this is what Chum did. Chum went out and told everybody what he saw. And this is totally against Achtus and Avas Yisrael. It is the lowest level of Lashon Hara. And therefore the schus of our Achtus and Avas Yisrael will merit this Shabbos will be a Shabbos Bamenucha peace and tranquility in Yerushalayim Yerakadosh with Mashiach Tzidkenu Shabbat Shalom to all.